0: Hey guys, welcome back. So on today's episode, I'm diving into the world of life coaches. Now I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't have much, okay, I didn't have any knowledge on life coaches. I decided to dive into this realm. I know 2020 hasn't been the best year, you know, with everything going on, but I'm all for people being the best that they can be by getting any form of professional help. On previous episodes, we've talked about dating and relationships. Now, wouldn't it have been nice to have someone to guide you along that journey? I know if I had enlisted in a relationship life coach, I'm sure I would have avoided wasting time and saving myself from unnecessary heartache. What about those who are coming out of relationships? Because let's be real, COVID isn't just out here taking lives. COVID's also taking relationships. What if you're coming out of a relationship and you're struggling to put the pieces back together, or you're just looking on ways to communicate better or even co-parent better? Well, today's episode, we will discuss all that and more with my special guest, Energy. So, could you introduce yourself?
1: Absolutely. So, I am Coach Energy. I am known as the Single Parents Life Coach. I am a certified life and relationship coach, mentor, and speaker. I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia. um, And what I basically do, my primary clientele are single parents, both men and women, both fathers and mothers. And you'll hear me speak in in dual um, about that throughout this show. But yeah, I I focus on life. I focus on relationships and uh, that's what I do. I just help people really gain a focus on what they're doing every single day.
0: Awesome. Now, for those that don't know, could you explain what a life coach is? Like what do you do specifically or what's your role as a life coach?
1: Of course. Uh, So as a life coach, think of it this way. Just like if you were to uh, try out for a sport or if you want to play a sport, you have a coach that's there who will show you the fundamentals, show you the the game play, show you the the tips, the strategies uh, of how to excel in that particular sport. They show you the skills uh, or help you improve your skills in order to, again, excel in that particular sport. So think of the same thing when it comes to life. So I will help people with the fundamentals on life, uh, help them understand life better, help them understand their relationships better, um, help them to navigate life and their relationships better, giving them the tools, the techniques, the strategies, showing them different ways of how to, to go through life in a more improved fashion and that basically uh, the way that it looks is through multiple sessions that I have with uh, different clients. It can be one-on-one sessions or group sessions, um, but it is with uh, multiple sessions where you know we just walk through and work through the process of wherever that person is in that moment in their life and we get them to wherever they want to go. My clients, they set the goals of what they want to achieve and I simply guide them, literally life coach is guiding, coaching people through whatever the issues are that they're dealing with in life and in their relationships.
0: I'm with COVID. I don't know what is the atmosphere right now. Are you doing more uh, virtual or are you doing face-to-face and groups happening as of right now?
1: So as of right now, which is, you know, honestly, primarily uh, my coaching has mostly been virtual. Um, It's just always been convenient that way. And it allows me to be a coach to people no matter where they're located. So although I'm located here in the States, I've coached people in the Philippines. I've coached people in Germany. I've coached people all across the world and of course across the United States. So uh, primarily and including now in COVID, uh, everything is virtual. Now there have been sometimes, well, there have been quite a few events that I've had to cancel this year that would have required me to do in-person coaching and more of like workshops and seminars. Um, but outside of that, you know, as far as just individual working with uh, one person at a time or more of a group coaching style, it is more virtual. So Zoom and myself, we are great friends and I'm on Zoom every single day, except for Sundays, if I can help it.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So you're on pretty much a virtual platform. So they have access to you a lot more easily through here than rather uh, face-to-face. And like you said, you're doing it uh, almost worldwide. You said the Philippines. So- Yes. That's amazing. So Mm -hmm. for my Canadian listeners, I will give you guys all that information as soon as we wrap up. Actually, Energy will give you that information.
1: Awesome. Now,
0: Mm -hmm. in terms of a life coach, what made you want to become a life coach?
1: Oh, man. You know, um, going through life uh, at different stages, different ages, not having... Someone to really just show me the ropes, not having someone to really just mentor me, take me by the hand and help me go through those different scenarios, those different situations that really affected me, you know, from a personal standpoint as well as a professional standpoint you know, not to take away anything from my family, you know, my parents, uh, siblings, grandparents, you know, not to take away anything from them. However, the the level of uh, what people need when it comes to handling those uh, situations in life, whether again, be personal or professional, sometimes we just need someone to just, you know, really hone in on that situation with us. We need someone to just really guide us and show us the ropes. And I didn't have that. And so a lot of the things that I've gone through in my life, the experiences that I have, you know, I don't take them for granted and I don't regret regret it because I wouldn't be who I am today. However, I am very aware uh, of knowing that I could have gone through those situations uh, more efficiently Mm -hmm. um, if I had someone to, you know, just kind of show me, hey, learn from my experiences, you know, I did this, I did that. It didn't really work out. So I found a better way. You know, if someone could have just shown me a better way to where I would not have had to learn it on my own or learn it the hard way, uh, then life could have been a little bit easier for me, a little bit better for me. And um, so when I noticed the, 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 how difficult it was for me to get through life. Not to say that it's not difficult for other people either. However, uh, when I, you know, just really was in in the moment, really present during those times of those situations that I was going through, I could have easily, you know, ha- just like anyone else, I could have e- easily just given up, given up on the situation itself, given up on just you know having hope, given up on love, giving up on on. You know just living or or having some type of positive positivity in my life or just giving up on life in general because that's what a lot of people resort to and you know seeing the increase of people giving up seeing the increase of people ending their lives or ending relationships or skipping out on their responsibilities that's happening more and more and it's simply because people just don't have the knowledge it's due to a lack of knowledge and for me, I just said, you know what? It's just something that uh, God has put on my heart. I'm very passionate about helping other people with with whatever it is that they're going through to the best of my ability, using the experiences that I have, using the knowledge that I've learned and gained and, and helping them, you know, just show them that there is another way that they do have an option with whatever their situation is. So that's pretty much what uh, caused me or, or, you know, why I decided to become a life coach. That's
0: awesome. That's actually a really awesome story that uh, is one of the reasons, well, the reason why you decided to become a life coach. That's really good. I, I think That's a really good thing, especially when God's involved. I'm very um, spiritual. So that's nice that God was oh, able awesome. to put that on your heart.
1: So that's good. <laughs> I don't know if I could say that on your channel. No, that's you know, fine, just respect, but I was like, oh, when I'm not going to deny what? it.
0: Whatever <laughs> you want, girl, if that's the I'm a spiritual person, you okay, know maybe perfect. some of my listeners are too, so they could understand when God's put something on their heart. I'm still waiting for God to put something on my heart, but, uh, <laughs> but that's re- that's really good. Um, now, you did mention that you were more so like a parenting rela- uh, relationship kind of type of life coach. Now, I'm just gonna shift it over in terms of like parenting now. I don't, as I've mentioned to you, I am a mother of two and parenting is hard. Now I can only imagine when it, you go from parenting to co-parenting, it must be hard. Um, what are some tips you can
1: give when it comes to co-parenting? Oh my goodness. Uh, it, it's a, a, an amazing dynamic. I will, let me say this disclaimer first. Um, when it comes to co-parenting, co-parenting is actually or can be a much better situation than single parenting if both parents are at a point in life of where they are both peaceful they have both accepted their their new positions, their new relationship, uh, if they are in new relationships, or have just simply accepted the fact that they are no longer together. If both parents are able to get along and and they create a peaceful environment, then co-parenting is actually an amazing situation. However, that's not as likely as um, you know as we would like to think. So, when it comes to co-parenting, yes, it it can be hard whenever. You have one or both of those parents who are still kind of swirling in in their emotions, you know, who may still have feelings for the other person, who may still uh, have those jealous, you know, moments, who um, may still just be trying to pay back, you know, in, in whatever ways that they can, pay back uh, the, their treatment that they may have received to the other parent. So some tips that I can give uh, when it comes to co-parenting is to, first and foremost, put the child first or children, if people really have a heart for the child or the children that are involved and have that that child's uh, um, best interest at heart, then that will help alleviate a lot of the nonsense um putting that child first you know making make putting that child first and making sure that whatever that child needs or whatever is best for that child that that is what they will just automatically and and automatically come to an agreement on that would be the first thing outside of that is you know doing the best that they can to keep their emotions at bay we tend to get into our arguments we get into the, the situations that we're involved in, those negative situations that we're involved in whenever we allow our emotions to get the best of us and we when we are um, responding and reacting out of the emotions that we're feeling in that moment. So if we can learn to keep those emotions at bay or basically controlling the emotions and not letting the emotions control you, that will help the co-parenting situations improve drastically.
0: Okay. So you would say, um, make sure your emotions are not getting involved into it and put the child first or the main two things in terms of effectively co-parenting. Absolutely. Awesome. Now, do you notice a difference when it comes to co-parenting, when relationships have ended amicably versus when uh, they've ended due to, for example,
1: infidelity? Ooh, absolutely. Because there are so many hurt feelings involved. Uh, you know, when when it hasn't ended, you know, peacefully, then someone is hurt. Someone again. I kind of hit some of the points in in the last question. Um, but some, you know, someone feels betrayed. Someone feels disrespected. And those feelings, until that person has actually worked through the hurt, the pain, the regret. Then they're still, you know, they're, you're going to communicate with them based on those feelings until they've gotten over it, until they've learned to forgive themselves and until they've learned to forgive the other person. So, yes, there's a huge difference because there's just so much hurt and pain and anger that's there that's still involved due to infidelity. Absolutely.
0: And for those who are coming off of, let's say, a divorce or a breakup and they've got kids um, and they're feeling like they failed. In their marriage or relationship, maybe low self esteem, self worth.
1: What do you suggest to them? Like, how do you help those type of clients? Okay, uh, you may not. Some people may not like the the first way I'm going to answer this question, but um, first is just being aware of your part. You know, each indiv- individual person that was a part of that particular divorce or that marriage before it, it turned into a divorce. They have to become aware of their part that they played. They may have actually been the the culprit in the marriage ending, in the marriage failing. However, it doesn't mean for them to uh, to hang in this this uh, low self worth or self esteem uh, place. You know, you definitely want to get out of that as quickly as possible because that can turn into more uh, deeper issues, bigger issues, such as depression. And you know, we we don't want to go down that route if we can help it. So,
0: so it's like I taking
1: accountability of Hello. your your yes. your your
0: your your part in the relationship.
1: Exactly. So when you are aware of what you've done, yes, then you can you're able to take accountability in it. Absolutely. And then from there, the next thing you will have to do is Forgive yourself, forgive yourself for what part you played. And then after that, you're at a point to where you can then forgive the other person for the parts that they played. Because a lot of times, you know, people will say, oh, well, I only did this because they did this to me first. Well, forgiveness has to be given to both people, yourself and that other person, in order for you to truly be able to uh, move through the next phase and to move on with your life. And so, after awareness and accountability, and then after forgiving yourself and the other person, then that's when you have to go through the actual process the process of working through whatever those issues are, what, what parts did you play? You know, what did you do that was wrong? What parts in the relationships did you bring, or what did you bring into that relationship of that marriage that uh, was not helpful, that was not conducive to the marriage itself uh, thriving? So once you start working through the process of whatever it is that you brought into it, you know, that, that baggage, a lot of it can be emotional baggage. A lot of it is, you know, are things that people just have not gotten over prior to even getting married there are some people who come into relationships with baggage from years and years before that they either were not aware of or you know maybe they they were aware of it and they try to just cover it up or try to just you know shove it under the rug so going through the process would be you know the next big phase but definitely the next phase
0: do you think that it's harder for people to forgive not only themselves but the other person when they're dealing with that failed relationship or that failed marriage, like when you listen to them and you tell them, listen, you have to take accountability. Are they having a hard time doing so? Does it take like a process for them to finally get there? Or are some people kind of stubborn?
1: <laughs> oh, there are a lot of people who are absolutely stubborn um, because it's easier and and it's become more of a natural Thing for people to point the finger at the other person you know for people to say well I wouldn't have done this if they hadn't done that And so yeah it's it's really hard it's really difficult for people to uh, to to forgive themselves and to forgive the other person and you know what to be honest with you it's really hard probably harder for people to forgive themselves because it's like, you know, they feel as though that they betrayed themselves whenever they've gotten hurt again. Because so many of us make a vow to ourselves and say, you know what? I'll never put myself in that situation again. Or God, if you help me get through this, I'll never do it again. And then they find themselves in that situation again. And then it's like, Mm. oh my gosh, like why did I again, you know? And then so they start to blame the other person because they came into the situation with the best intentions. They came into the situation saying, you know what? I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to be the best version of myself that I can be and then something happens and you know they start blaming the other person but in reality they're upset and angry at themselves and so mm-hmm. before they can forgive someone else you have to forgive yourself and that's why it's harder or it takes people a while to get to the point of forgiving someone else because they haven't even forgiven themselves yet
0: and so as a life coach how do you maneuver through that like how do you deal with those type of i guess i would call them weeds that are a little bit harder to pull out so that they're aware and kind of, you know, hold the mirror in front of their face. Like here, here it is. You need to take accountability. Like How do you weed through those type of situations?
1: You took the word right out of my mouth, a mirror, literally holding a mirror up to their faces and then figuratively as well. So by the way that I do it as a coach is I ask them exactly, you know, what happened? What happened in this situation? What happened in that situation? Once they tell me all the details, then I'm able to show them, okay, but what part did you play? And then they say, well, I did this, I did this. And I'm like, okay, do you see where that could have turned, you know, turned sour? And sometimes, you know, they'll try to say, no, I don't see that because of blah, blah, blah. But most people will say, you know what? You're right. I, I I see where I, I played my part and I see where, you know, I now have to take accountability for my actions and the part that I actually played. So as a coach, the way that I do it, you know, I do it out of love. I do it uh not just out of love, but I'm very firm and very direct and I I do not hold back because there have been too many times where people who are in those situations they've been lied to by their friends they've been lied to by other people just to make them feel better it's a situation of where you know they've heard they've they've had too many people saying yes in their you know being yes men in their corner versus telling them the truth telling them the honest truth because many people you know they don't want to hurt their feelings or they don't want to lose their friendship however that's not when when people come to me they're not coming to me for a friendship. So I'm going to give you the truth. And that involves me showing you exactly what part you played. And then I take it back to the basics. That's another way of how I am able to get people to see the part that they've played. I take it back to the basics because sometimes we tend to overcomplicate a situation. So when I take it back to the basics, I peel it down to the bare bone minimum, make it, you know, as easy as black and white then that's when they're able to really understand it. And so my key when coaching is to first help people understand their situation, understand what they, what they did and how it could have affected someone else and then show them how to, you know, kind of tie all the pieces together.
0: That's good because then it, it's really like a reflection, a moment of reflection and it's learning and hopefully they learn enough so that they don't bring this into the next relationship <laughs> that, that they're is. in. So that's good. Um, <laughs> would you say, like your clientele, would you say they're majority like women and do you notice that maybe it's a little bit more easier for women to see where they went wrong or is it pretty equal men and women you'd say? They see where they went wrong and know that they had to take accountability.
1: Um, It's equal, uh, definitely equal. It's, um, you know, people are surprised when I say that, you know, I have just as many male clients as I do uh, female clients, especially with me being a female coach. And, but it's because those men who have either heard of my, uh, heard my content or have been referred to me by someone else who they trust, then, you know, they, they see that, you know what, she's not the typical, and I don't mean to be disrespectful with this next statement, but, you know, they say that, you know, she's not the typical female, you know, she's not trying to bash men. She's not trying to bash us. She's not trying to, you know, tell us that, oh, you know, we're wrong for this and you shouldn't have done this and blah, 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 and taking just a woman's side because she's a woman. Like, no, you know, I'm all about right versus wrong. You know, right. I, I don't take sides or play favoritism when it comes to gender or or anything like that. I'm on the side of what's right. And so when they learn of me uh, and, and they see that, you know what, she's actually a, a square player. You know, she's a straight up player. She, you know, she's by the book type of person and she's not going to judge me. That's another reason of why uh, I have a lot of male clients is because I don't judge. I don't judge in a negative sense as far as, hey, you know, you you were wrong for doing that and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I I don't come with that type of energy, no pun intended. And, uh, but, and then of course, you know, being a female, um, I definitely have uh, women for clients as well because, you know, it's, it's easy to relate to them you know, being literally being able to walk in their shoes even more so.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, just trying to say like being a life coach, would you say there's like parallels to being to uh, being a psychiatrist? Do you see like, is there some level of similarities between the two? I know that there's differences, but would you say that there's a little bit of similarities between a life coach and a psychologist?
1: I would absolutely have to agree with that. Yeah, um, because ultimately, you know, we're, we're trying to improve the person, you know, to some degree in our own ways. Uh, the main difference is this is how I like to explain it to people. It, it's very simple. Um, I say it as, you know, as a life coach, I don't put a label on you, you know, and I can't medicate you. Um, you know, all I can do is just, you know, use use just basic life principles and help you through whatever you're going through.
0: Now, have you yourself encountered any challenges for being in the role that you're in, or rather the field that you're in when it comes to either the field itself or dealing with clients?
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, dealing with clients more so, I would have to say, um, because of my style of coaching, which is, is again, very gentle, but firm, mm-hmm. my style of coaching is direct. Like, I am not an implied type of speaker. I speak literally and I, or literal. And uh, with that, some people can be taken aback. However, it's what people need. And after you know, those first few sessions, my clients are like, you know what, I, I appreciate, you know, that your, your directness, I appreciate the fact that you're not just, you know, trying to make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once I'm able to, you know, once they're able to just kind of get over that, I'm not rude at all. I'm, <laughs> I'm totally against rudeness. So I do want to say that, you know, there's a difference between being a literal communicator, a direct communicator versus someone who's just, you know, Blunt and abrupt and just rude. I'm totally against that. Um, I'm I'm all about being gentle because I, you know, again with my spirituality. You know, I understand the power of love. I understand, you know, that you're able to, you know, win more people over if you come out of a place of love versus, you know, just brute force. So um, yeah, once people are able to just kind of get through that first couple those first couple of sessions of seeing that, hey, she's not going to just take my little, you know, wimpy answers <laughs> and and let me get away with it. Like, no, we are going to dig deep and it's going to hurt. You know, some people get upset, some people get mad, people cry because they they weren't quite ready to deal with the real issues that they have been avoiding. And that's exactly what I'm going to tackle. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, once we get past that, then, you know, that's when my clients become my friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that's good, though, because, I mean, ultimately, you want somebody that's going to be, I guess some level of realness and that you can connect with. Um because you don't want to be with somebody who is yeah they're real but you can't really connect with them mm-hmm. and you don't feel comfortable around them. Mm-hmm. Cuz then it's it doesn't do you any justice. It may not even help you along the journey that you're trying to go along through. So that's mm-hmm. good that you're able to uh connect with them and be friends, I guess you could say it in that manner. Um yeah, that's actually really good. Um Now, when someone comes to you, so let's say they're coming and they say, I need a life coach. What can they expect? So what's the, I guess you could say the first thing that happens when they come say, hey, energy, I need, I need you as a life coach, then what happens from there?
1: Okay, um, so to try not to make this too long of a response, first thing <laughs> that I do first thing that I do is uh, set up a session, which is a, a thir- typically a 30 minute consultation. I try not to go over 45 minutes, but typically a 30 minute consultation where which is free by the way, um, where that person and myself can just talk and we can meet each other. It's like a meet and greet session because I want to make sure that uh, I need to make sure that they're serious, that they're fully committed. You know that they're ready to actually go down this journey because I don't want to waste their time and I don't want my time to be wasted either because there are so many people out here who need assistance and who need guidance. So during that thirty-minute session, um, we're again learning each other. We're kind of getting a feel of each other's vibes, a feel of each other's personalities, and to just make sure that we are compatible as far as being able to work with each other. Because I don't just accept clients just because they say, "Hey, I want a coach," you know, or "I need a coach." Um, I don't do it just because of the money is there. You know, I want want to make sure that I'm going to be effective in someone's life. And if I have to turn people away, which there are plenty of times where I do turn people away, because after assessing them in that first uh, 30 minutes, they're just not quite there yet. Then I will. I turn people away um, because I don't want to just, you know, take people's money or anything like that. So within that thirty minutes, um, once we once it's been determined that we will move forward, that's when we um, decide or come up with a personalized game plan, which also includes a, a, a customized package of sorts, um, package for, you know, that particular person, because everyone is at a different phase in their lives. So some people may need, you know, they may be fine with just, um, you know, a three month package. Other people may need something a little bit longer, six months, but then you have some people who are on a journey and, you know, they really need that work and we're, we will do a 12 month package. So I don't have, um, just a, you know, one size fits all type of thing because everyone, is at a different place in their life. And ultimately that's the short version of uh, the process. When someone comes to me and says, Hey, I'm looking for a life coach. You know, can you consider, you know, having me as a client?
0: And has there ever been a time as a life coach where you felt that maybe they needed more than just you? Maybe they needed, for example, um, a psychiatrist Would you refer them to those type of people if if need be?
1: So yes, there have been times where uh, I just I wasn't the right fit for the individual, and it's I'm glad that you asked that question because this is something that I I tell people or, or I try to get out there. You know, I try to share this piece of information a lot because of the stigma that's on. A therapist or a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a counselor, because of the stigma, the negative, st- well, that's, you know, saying the same thing, because of the stigma that's on those types of uh, helpers or people or industries, I always tell people don't shy away from receiving some sort of help. Try out a life coach first. A life coach, again, you know, we're not there to judge you or diagnose you or label you. So try us out first. And because there are a lot of people who think that they need a therapist or or a psychologist and they really don't, it's just because they don't understand what's going on and they just need someone to help them just, you know, understand whatever it is that they're dealing with, you know, without medication. However, I do not... Uh, take away from from those who actually do or those situations where, you know, medication is indeed needed. So to go back to answering the question, yes, I absolutely will and have referred people who come to me for coaching to someone who is more specialized uh, to help them out with their particular situation. And so that's why I make sure that I've created relationships with other Therapists, counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists, um, to where I can refer people, you know, to make sure that they're still being taken care of once they're out of my care.
0: Okay, so that, that's that's good that people can come to you, and I think that's a great thing. First, maybe trying a coach first, or rather, maybe I guess people should rather just really do their homework and figure out which one is the best fit. I like the idea of a a, a life coach. I've actually just kind of learned about this whole, uh, a life coach, maybe about, I would say the beginning of this year, um, I was talking to somebody and they were mentioning about life coaches and I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of interesting. So I, I, I looked into it and, um, and I kind of understood they just p- pretty much people to help you along your journey or to guide you, as you'd mentioned earlier, so that you can meet your particular goal. And I'm like, man, if I had that years ago. <laughs> If I had known about this years ago, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this would have been great. Like I would have needed a relationship coach (laughs) years ago. Right. Especially because some of us, myself included, we don't know. um, And when it comes to relationship, I'm talking only on behalf of myself. But when it comes to relationship, I didn't really know how to move Mm -hmm. or how to really um, be in a relationship. I didn't know that you had to set boundaries. I just kind of was like "Mm, dating and just... Went, I guess, crazy with your feelings. Yeah, it went right exactly. (laughs) And if I had maybe a a relationship coach or some sort of coach or maybe even a life coach, because then it could have guided me through relationships and everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, they would have been able to tell me, you know, this is what you should be looking for, or maybe just kind of guiding me a little bit. I didn't get that from my parents either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So a life coach would have generally been great, and I think. Um, I would definitely encourage that for maybe people who are, especially if you're dating, I I guess people start dating what amount of the dating game, maybe in their 20s. <laughs> but, but if you're in your 20s, maybe that would be, I would say that would be the perfect time. Because I get it when you're in your teens, you're just kind of, you know, experimenting. But if you're, mm-hmm. I guess, looking for more now, um, maybe in your 20s to kind of settle down, then a relationship coach would be really good. Uh, And then for you, when you were talking about, you know, co-parenting, that's really great. Uh, It's nice to know that there's even that aspect of it. Because sometimes relationships don't always pan out the way they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. And now you have to deal with that next chapter or that next journey and how to maneuver through it. So I think this is a a great (laughs) thing to have a life coach. Man, I wish I had this. Years ago, I've been—I would have been, I would have yes, been a straight would have saved arrow. So
1: much time <laughs> and heartache and pain. Uh, that's, that's my that's my drive is to just help people not have to sh- uh, experience so much more of the heartache and pain because we really don't have to keep going through those same things and then s- wasting all of that time. Yes, you know? like, come on.
0: Yes, and that's the biggest thing is a lot of time gets wasted. Mm-hmm. Right. You go into relationships thinking, Oh, I think I got this, but then you're spending eight years, ten mm. years mm. and and then you're like, Oh man, that's a lot of years. <laughs> that's what? a lot of years spent. And 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 what's worse about it is sometimes people come out of these relationships and still don't know.
1: Hello. Still they have don't not know. learned. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. So they just whatever they did in the previous relationship, they just kind of carried it along, but that not is. learning mm-hmm. that you made mistakes and maybe you should, you know, um, tweak things, mm-hmm. um, learn things better so that when you're in the next relationship, you you know, the saying when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. I find that a relationship coach or a life coach rather would be able to. Tune you and provide you the tools so that you now know better, so you're going to do better. So Mm -hmm. I think that's that's amazing, and I'm so glad that I got in contacts with you, and I'm I'm so happy that you do virtually. I (laughs) can tell everybody about you. Hey, you need a life coach? I know somebody. (laughs) (laughs) So that's actually amazing. So uh, I just want you to at least tell our listeners actually where they can find you
1: awesome so um if you google let me tell everyone this is how you spell my name Uh, so it's pronounced energy uh, but it's spelled n r g y N-R-G-Y. And that is the spelling of my real name and you do pronounce it energy. So if you pretty much Google energy or coach energy, you will be able to find me. Um, I am on most of the social media platforms, which are uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I think that's, yeah, that's where I am. Um, but you can find me, I spend a lot of my time on YouTube, LinkedIn, and uh, my podcast channel as well. So, um, my hub, which is easier to just send people to, is my website. So if you just Google CoachEnergy.com, then you're able to uh, choose the best method of, of communication uh, that you want from me there. You know, you'll know, you be able to get a link to my YouTube channel, my podcast channel, and my social media pages uh, from going to my website, CoachEnergy.com.
0: And As she mentioned, she has a podcast. So, Energy, please tell us a little bit more about your podcast so my listeners can hop on to yours.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. So, you can find me by searching on your preferred platforms. The name of my podcast is I Give Life to Life. I'll say it one more time. I Give Life to Life. And um, basically, it's all about me taking the experiences, the content, uh, the valuable information that I have, and putting it out there to where people can get it for, you know, get the information for free. Hopefully whatever particular episode that I've, uh, that I record, you know, whether it's something that you're going through now, or maybe it's something you might go through in the future, you're able to just jump right on that episode and use the information that I've shared there and, you know, have it to help you get through that situation. If you're not my client, that's the whole purpose behind uh, that podcast channel. I also, uh, multi-purpose those episodes on my YouTube channel as well. Again, you can find me on YouTube by coaching, uh, excuse me, by searching Coach Energy. And um, the episodes are basically, again, just, you know, valuable content on life and relationships for, you know, those people who need some sort of a coach, some sort of a guide. And if they're not able to, uh, you know, have me as a coach, or if they're not ready to have me uh, to choose me as a coach yet, then, you know, they can just take advantage of the free information on those pages and, you know, do whatever they can to just get through, you know, that life or that situation
0: awesome thank you so much energy for being on my podcast this is amazing um i'm definitely hoping that we could have more discussions later hopefully in the future
1: Yes, absolutely. Anytime. I really appreciate you sharing your your channel with me, sharing your listeners with me. Um, again, I just really want to do my part to help. You know, this is the assignment that God has put on my life, and I am just waking up every day making sure that I I check it off um, successfully. So I am here and available for your channel anytime you let me know. Awesome. Thank you.
0: Special thanks to Energy for being on today's episode. If you're curious or interested in connecting with energy, you can reach her online on her website, which is www.theenergybrand.com. So the, T-H-E-N-R-G-Y brand, B-R-A-N-D.com. On her website, you can book a free 30-minute life coaching consultation. So again, her website is www.theenergybrand.com. Don't forget to check out her podcast, which is I Give Life to Life. And you could find her podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.